Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, November 14th, and we have another victory episode for you guys today after Florida State wins in dramatic fashion, 31-28 to against the Miami Hurricanes in a heck of a game to watch, a heck of a game to be at. Um, man, I think we're still all kind of riding the high. I, was, I wasn't even out of my seats yet and harlan was calling me from from doke um ready to kind of rant and i'm sure he had a good i haven't listened to it yet but i'm sure he had a good time on no cap sunday this morning richie i know the answer to this but how are you doing this morning oh afternoon afternoon now afternoon it it, i am feeling great tj that was such a classic florida state miami game um, had a little bit of everything, and uh, in the end, Florida State comes out on top. And uh, and I, I was talking to my wife last night. She's like, "I'm so happy for you." I'm like, "Thanks," because we needed this. Like, I feel like the like a Make a Wish kid or something. But it, I, I was thinking <laughs> this this is the best I've probably felt after a game since maybe the Orange Bowl in 2016. Um, and someone uh, I've tweeted it out, and someone said potentially the Florida game in 17, and I was at that one too. But yeah, so either way, it's either 2016, 2017. It's the last time we could have felt this good after a game. Uh, you know, Manny Diaz, just a clown. It comments on Florida State nonstop in the offseason. The bake sale plays the war chant at practice for Alabama week. What a shame that Florida State probably and Mike Norvell uh, gave him his pink slip. I, I love it. I absolutely love it, TJ. I said this on the little spaces we did last night. Um, the worst part about the win is that we're probably not going to have Manny down mm-hmm. in Miami anymore. Like it's kind of exactly. a, a bittersweet, <laughs> but I'll, I'll definitely take the sweet part, uh, which very much so outweighs the bitter. Four straight losses to to Miami had gotten pretty tiring. Yeah. You think about the 2017 one with Jimbo, some some heartbreaks, some blowouts in there. Um, <laughs> but you think about the 2017 one where Daryl Langham, I, I think he had a total of one career touchdown catcher, really just one that mattered. But uh, catches a, a pass to to beat us and kind of walk it off against uh, against FSU in in Doak and Jimbo's last year. That one was terrible. Twenty eighteen, kind of similar to the game last night where Florida State um, had a pretty good lead and uh, Willie Taggart's guys couldn't hold on to it. Obviously, we will never forget the double pass that wasn't a double pass. Uh, or it wasn't a forward pass on the first one. Still mad about that. Um, <laughs> 2019, obviously the wheels had fallen off of the Taggart era, and that game, you know, just absolutely had no chance in that one. And then t- we all kind of know what happened last year with Norvell not being there. But what a difference it makes to have your head coach at a game. Um, roughly a 45-point uh, uh, difference in, in having your coach and, and not having him. <laughs> uh, a 42-point loss turned into a three-point win. And so uh, – uh, before we shout, get too shout far, out Kev, I know he's hate listening right now. Shout out Kev, man, rough, uh, <laughs> rough one. I've, I'm seeing him talk with the UF fans on the timeline, <laughs> and the UF fans are all wanting to lose so that they'll fire their coach. And he's like, dude, just add, just pray that Missouri puts you out of your misery because you don't want these people talking crap to you for a year. And um, he's right about that. But uh, before uh, before we get too far into it, double fries no slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Visit both their locations. I drove by both their locations last night. I did not partake because the lines were absurd, and I wanted to get home because I had a four-hour trip um, that didn't get me home until twelve thirty anyway, and I didn't want to wait. Well, so you went home after in line. 
Yeah, I did. I drove back last <laughs> night. Um, so double fries, no slaw. Brought to you by Guthrie's again. Eighteen eighteen West Tennessee, twenty five fifty North Monroe. Um, go celebrate with a gut box this morning and enjoy that. Um, hey, good good spot to be in. You'd rather be on the on the plus side of this rivalry than the than the negative side. Florida State gets their fourth win in six games. Um, continues to fight, continues to show incredible effort, something that I don't think any of us expected after losing our first four games. Comes away with a massive, massive victory with a great crowd, 77, 78,000 or so folks there, and uh, a whole bunch of recruits, not quite as many as that Notre Dame weekend, but uh, a lot of big-time recruits. So real, real uh, quick, TJ, initial how, thoughts. How, was the, how was the crowd? Because on TV, it looked great. Like, it, it, was, it looked amazing. It was incredible. And I don't know. Let me see if I can, you know, for those watching, if you're listening, this isn't going to do a ton for you. But for those watching, um, this was going into halftime. And so, you know, that's the, yeah. that's the away sideline there. Oh, if I hit this, you'll – Kind of be able to see it without that little thing. And the only spot where there weren't seats was kind of that top right-hand corner where yeah. the away section is. Like, I don't think the Miami fans filled their allotment by any means. No. They didn't bring their band. Um, and so there were a lot of empty seats up in that top right corner. Student section packed out. Uh, yeah. I can't couldn't see the home side from where I was, but if the away side was filled up, I'm imagining the home side was yeah. pretty well, too. Well, the, the aerial shots... Yeah, aerial shots. It looked packed, except for that one little pocket you talked about where the Miami probably returned a couple thousand tickets. Yeah, and so really good job by FSU fans showing up and showing out because, you know, you're it's at the end of the day, it's still a rivalry, yeah. um, and you want to beat Miami even when it's two teams that aren't having the season they wish they were having. Um, Florida State was an underdog at home again, and they still um, – went out and kind of got it done. So shout out. And the crowd made a difference too. There were several yeah. times that Miami was offsides. We'll get into the weeds and get into the actual game here in just a minute. But uh, man, the crowd showed up, the recruits showed up and uh, that's two really, really big games. Obviously Florida state on the wrong side of a three point, um, you know, final to start the year with Notre Dame, but that's two big time atmospheres that you just don't, you don't get um, Th those when you go down and play in South Florida. I, I would bet money, and I guarantee you he would agree with me, but those two atmospheres, and I wasn't there last night, but I was there for Notre Dame, but I saw it through the TV last night. Travis Hunter experienced two better atmospheres in Tallahassee this year than any time he's been to Athens because – well, <laughs> Their State game's brings, over by halftime. So. Yeah, well, and it, I thought it was cool since we'll mention, I mentioned his name, Travis Hunter. Did you see the video he posted last night from the locker room? So he was in the locker room after the game and uh, caught video of Jermaine Johnson breaking the rock, uh, just having a blast with all the Florida State players. Like, uh, man, I know people have been nervous about Travis Hunter, and, and I get it because you lose enough games, and Georgia's by far the best team in the country, in my opinion. But, man, that guy wants to be here. And that video of him in the locker room, it started in selfie mode for like 20 seconds. Then he uh, flips to Jermaine Johnson breaking the rock, yeah. like just electric. Um. Yeah, no, it, it was a ton of fun. The atmosphere was loud and exciting, and um, it was a lot like that. The, the atmosphere was a lot like that Notre Dame game. Very, very, very similar vibe, similar feel, maybe even amped up just a little bit because of the rivalry and the the passion that's in that game. So you watched the game. Um, you were, you know, we, we'll kind of get into it and break some of it down here in just a minute, but initial reaction, initial thoughts, um, 
wins are always important, especially when, you know, they've been hard to come by over the last couple of years, but there's something different about uh, beating two teams in specific. So talk to us about, uh, talk to us about this win, Richie. So, man, I was, I was on the edge of my seat the entire game, even when we're up 17 to zero. So I'm watching the game and, and uh, my wife knows how I get for games like this. So she was just like cleaning our bedroom and bathroom. Uh, and she came out, she said, Oh, you guys are up 17 to zero. That's great. And like, yeah, but it, there's a lot of game left. Like I, I never felt good about the game while watching it. And I don't know if it's just, um, a, you know, me being a, a pessimist in the moment, but I, I just, I've seen this story before and you, you referenced it. I, I remembered that uh, Willie Taggart game down in Coral Gables when we're up 27 to seven. And I, that just kept creeping into my mind. Um felt okay but that that uh Jay Sean Corbin fumble on the exchange from uh Jordan Travis in Miami scoring I I'm not going to lie part of me thought damn we we blew it that was the game we we had our chance and we freaking let it get away again and I was getting really upset and then you know that that fourth quarter happens and uh, you know we'll, we'll get into it in detail like you said but you know the, the huge play to Douglas the fourth and 14 the you know Norvell saying, listen, if we can't get this QB sneak, we're going to lose the game because I'm not going to throw a pass. I'm not going to get, uh, you know, cute here. We're going to run a QB sneak until you get in the end zone. And it worked out. And man, I, I slept so good last night, woke up watching all the press conferences, the highlights. It, it was just a phenomenal game, but I did not feel good about it at all until when we scored. I, I felt pretty good that they weren't going to in 26 seconds go down and get a field goal. Right. Now, I felt pretty good about it. And then when they spiked it, and Norvell knew the rule that, that you could impressive. tell. You could tell the way I, he was. I didn't know that rule. Up. I did not yeah. know that. But for him to point to the ref, and as soon as the ref started talking, he took his headset off, pointed to the ref he was talking to. He's like, "Listen, he's telling you what I'm telling you. The game's over, and it was yeah. over." And I just went nuts on the couch. My wife, you know, thought I had an aneurysm or something, but it was a blast. <laughs> no, it was, and and like you said, so much to talk about, so much to kind of break down. We're gonna try and get it all done in the next thirty minutes so that we can get over <laughs> to and watch. Richie's got his basketball jersey on. I see your drink too. Cheers. I, I poured a little bit. Yes, I'll sir. usually drink on these, but we're celebrating today. So yeah. um, <laughs> it's Father's you know. Day in Gainesville. So I, I <laughs> yeah. So um, we want to get to the uh, FSU UF game and, and be able to watch that coming up at the top of the hour. So we'll try to only take about 30 minutes to talk about this game, which probably <laughs> isn't fair to it. But, you know, at the end of the day, we want to beat the other rivals too. Right. So, um, yeah, you you mentioned it. We'll, we'll start from the top. Florida State came out really, really strong. Um had some massive takeaways and just, you know, not, they weren't just like awful throws. Now, obviously like any interception is not going to be, you know, you're going to second guess and wish you hadn't thrown it, but they went up and like took balls away. Yeah. Like it was, it was like, we're going to go up and get this. And to me, that was the biggest thing early was the defense got after it and, and just absolutely said like, no, we're, we're going to dominate this. We're going to control this game from the outset and that's exactly what they did the defense on the very first drive of the game forces a three and out on the second and third drives of the game um gets interceptions on the next drive of the game um recovers a fumble um on the next drive of the game on the next two drives forces punts you know the the defense was spectacular in the first half did give up the touchdown on miami's last drive um, and the, you know, they were able to score there to make it 17 to seven, but the defense went out and made the difference. I did think the offense left a little bit 
to be desired. We get really, really good field position over and over and over and over again. And to only come away with 17, yeah. though you're happy with a 17-point lead. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, you'll, you'll take a 17-point lead in any game ever. Um, it kind of felt like we left Miami in it by not being able to capitalize, um, having to settle for a field goal at the end of the half, missing a field goal, um, not being able to do as much as I think we would have wanted to with the opportunities we were given. Uh, but at the end of the day, you go to the half up 13 points. Um, you, you like that better than going to the half down 13 points, right? So the defense was absolutely spectacular in the first half and really dominated to let Florida State kind of get out to that early. Because if they don't get out to the early lead, I don't know that they win this game. You know, well, I don't real, know they find real, a way. Real quick. Thank you, God, for Jermaine Johnson, right? Like, that man has made a huge difference. And not just him, Keir, Thomas, Jamie Robinson. We saw transfers making plays all over the field. But, yeah, I agree, man. That And I know a lot of people, a lot of fans, they want Adam Fuller gone. I, I'd say bring him back at this point. The defense has made legit improvements from the second half of that Louisville game uh, throughout. And, uh, man, Jermaine Johnson was just – that was – one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen from a Florida State defensive end. I put it right up there with, uh, you know, Demarcus Walker against Old Miss in Orlando in 2016. Yeah. It, it was amazing. Um, but like you said, it, it was a total team effort, and it didn't feel fluky. If anything, Florida State – Florida State should have been up by more. It should have been 24 or 28. It should have been a blowout, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously, Rhett Lashley uh, has to resort to a trick play – on the double reverse pass to finally find the end zone for Miami. But without that play, Miami's probably shut out in the first half. And Tyler Van Dyke, credit to him. He he bounced back very well after yeah, a really shaky start. Poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, for a true freshman, I thought that was really impressive. But and he's State, never played in an environment like that. Like no, Pitt's yeah, environment's not like yeah, that. Pitt, North had, Carolina's they, not like that. No, yeah. Pitt, Pitt had I mean, been nobody else in the ACC there. has an yeah. environment like that. I mean, yeah, Clemson, other than Clemson. Pitt, yeah. You know. yeah, exactly. It, you just, mentioned. You mentioned Burns. It reminded me of the. I'm sorry. You mentioned um, Walker. Yeah, yeah, Walker and um, Jermaine. It reminded me of the Burns game. You know, um, against Miami, he had a game similar to that where he had two sacks, three tackles for a loss, a pass defended. Um, is that a Bobby Sura jersey? Is uh, is what the uh, oh question yes, yes, is? Yes, sir. Done. Yes, sir. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it reminded me of Burns where. And, and I was actually, I mean, you mentioned Kev. I was texting with Kev this morning, or I'm sorry, yesterday on the way up to Tallahassee. And, and I, I even told him, like, Man, I really don't, I really don't feel good. I think that you guys need, we, we need to win the turnover battle. And he was like, yeah, I think the only thing that kind of keeps you guys in it is if um, Jermaine Johnson, you know, 11 just goes off and has like a burn type game. And he, he, he nailed that prediction for sure. And, and so I, you know, it was fitting obviously that he broke the rock at the end of the game, but yeah. um, shout out the defense, you know, both, yeah. Jamie Robinson, which that that should have been a catch. Like the Cooper throw was a little underthrown. He went up and got it, no doubt about yeah. it. Um, but the Jamie Robinson, and not to take anything away from Cooper, because obviously a great play. But uh, man, that Jamie Robinson one, he he absolutely <laughs> was ridiculous. That. Like that should have been a catch if he doesn't yeah. take it away, or would have been a catch if, if it, he doesn't take it. it. And shout out to Mike Norvell on the and to Adam Fuller for these personnel decisions. Right, people were shocked when they they said yesterday before the game that Marvin Cooper was going to start, you know, the true freshman. And uh, all he did was went out and had a phenomenal game, had a huge interception. He was in on that uh, third down tackle on the last drive before Miami had to put it back to Florida state. I mean, 
Mike Norvello, I, I put this out earlier and I, I believe it. He has the easiest recruiting pitch in the state right now. Like, hey, look at this game last night. Yeah, I, I sat upperclassmen and started two freshmen and we went out and won. Imagine what you can do when you get here. If you're the best player, you will play. I don't care how long anyone else has been yeah. here. That, that was, it was just so many positives to take away. Obviously not a perfect game, right? There's some things that are frustrating because we probably should have won that game by 14 points, honestly. Yeah, going away. But at the same time, you take what you get. And in a rivalry, you take any win you can get. And like you said, TJ, the defense stepped up and we'll get to it. But that, that last drive, you know, Let's uh let's go uh go backwards a little bit because I, I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about that decision to kick the field goal and give Miami the ball back later. Yeah, well before so before we get to that because we'll definitely get into that yeah. as well. Um, let's go through the the start of the second half. I mean, I don't yeah. think we have to go through a play by play breakdown or you know yeah. most of our fans have probably watched the replays and the highlights and everything else already anyway. But uh, talk. Talk to me about what your thoughts were when Miami started to kind of chip away. You felt good at 20 to seven, but certainly not like the thing was over by any means. And um, man, you know, Florida state got a first down, but then was forced to punt um, on the opening possession of the first of the second half. And then Miami ends up. Um, what happened here? Miami ends up getting sacked by Jermaine Johnson forced to, punt on their first possession of the of the second half they go three and out well really like five and out because there yeah. were like a couple of penalties <laughs> there but they don't pick up the first down and florida state gives the ball right back uh with a fumble around midfield man we got we got payback i've said this a couple of times we got payback for that carlos williams play in 2014 <sighs> because the 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 van dyke tipped pass to going right to harley in the back of the end zone for the touchdown really felt like so man, this is this is not the way we're going to yeah. lose, is it? And that's when I thought, oh no. <laughs> like, you, yeah. you see all these like viral TikTok videos, like, oh no, oh no, oh no, no, no. That's yeah. exactly how Sing I thought. Sing it for me again. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> you, you, you have the clip forever now, unfortunately. Uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when they, when they got that, man, it was just, it just felt like such a backbreaker. So much like, Man, I hope that this does not end up coming back to because you made a play on the ball. Like it was a, made great a great play on play. it. Yeah, it was just like that 2014 game. Like Jameis threw a terrible pass and it got tipped straight up in the air, fell into Carlos Williams' lap, and we walk into the end zone, not to take the lead, but to cut it to a one score game. So it was just like, what do you got? Refill? What do you got? A refill up there? Or did you pour two? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I, I come prepared. <laughs> My man, it, it's, <laughs> it's 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 we beat Miami pod and it's we're about it's to beat, beat Florida, Florida pod. Too. So yeah, let's I just. Go. May have just laid some healthy, uh, some healthy change on that uh, on that Florida game. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But they score uh, to cut it to one score, and and a ton of time left, eight minutes left in in yeah. the third quarter. So it's like you're not able to kind of run the clock out there. Florida State moved the ball pretty well on the next drive, uh, thanks to a thanks in large part to a face mask, um, but could not um, a Jakai Douglas pass. Not his only play of the game obviously there's one a little bit later but uh an 18 yard pass to douglas for a first down and then a 15 yard penalty on a travis five yard run and we had the ball inside of miami territory threatening to get into field goal range obviously I had missed a long one earlier so you probably thought like i need another first down or maybe even two to be really sure about this but from miami's 37 had to punt the ball and you know shout out master mono there's been times where he struggled <laughs> oh, this year beautiful. but yes. a beautiful punt down to the three 
Unfortunately, Miami was able to go Man, 97 oh, yards oh. And, and score a touchdown. Um, uh, running into the kicker, running into the uh, – on a missed field goal, a short field goal by them, a 50 – well, it was a long field goal attempt, but the, the kick was short. Got a running into a kicker. I couldn't see it from where I was. They said there's some some uh, chatter on the timeline about him being kind of pushed into him. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did see he held him up, so he didn't yeah. get the roughing. But I could not see that. I don't know if you noticed it or not. Um, but then uh, a pass to Rambo on fourth down, they convert and end up getting into the end zone on another fourth down play, and they take the lead to start the fourth quarter. And at this point, what is it? It's 21 to 20, and yeah. you're like, okay, we're not dead, right? We just got to go win a quarter. But you didn't feel great. I mean, you didn't no. feel great. They about, had all the momentum. You know, yeah. Yeah. And it, it just did not feel great. You then go three and out, and they go 73 yards in six plays to take an eight-point lead. And that was a, you know, this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> this is where it's like, man, down eight. And you had them. I mean, Jermaine Johnson got a sack. It was second and 19. Yeah. And you're like, man, this is it. Force him to a field goal. We'd be down six. Or I'm sorry, down four. Go score a touchdown. We'll win. No big deal. Yeah. When you went down eight on that night in play where we missed some tackles, let him you get got, away. You got to wrap up there, Brown. Have to. <laughs> Now, I think he was remembering that Akeem Dent hit in the first quarter when he just, oh my God, destroyed uh, the Miami receiver. Um, but yeah, you got to wrap up because that's the thing. If you make a big hit, it, oftentimes you don't always fall down. And dad gum it, that killed us. Yeah, I, I thought so it was they, over at that point. When Knighton scored that touchdown, I'm like, it's over. Like, yeah, we, we lost it. I didn't feel good about that, and the biggest reason why is because I didn't. We hadn't scored yet in this in the second half, yep. and. Um, it was hard for me to imagine that we would either score twice or, you know, only eight minutes to go at that point, 11 minutes to go. Sorry. At that point, it was hard for me to imagine that we would score twice, that we would stop them twice, or that we would be able to get the two point conversion. Two point conversions are not easy. You know, um, you don't have a lot of space to work with. It's do or die. It's not like you get four tries from there. So, um, Florida State gets the ball back and immediately starts to drive down the field. A methodical drive, 14 plays, 64 yards. There was a fourth down conversion in Say there. that again, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, and, and the drive lasted six and a half minutes. It was long. It was methodical. There were three third down conversions. Um, I'm sorry. No, there was one third down conversion. The fourth down conversion. Um, Florida State really used a lot of plays on this drive. And it ended with an eight-yard pass from Jordan Travis over to Ja'Kai Douglas um, that set up a fourth and three. And I'll tell you, I didn't mind. So here's the take. And a lot of people were talking, you know, you hate your coach's decisions either in the moment or when they don't, when it doesn't work out like long-term, right? You hated the fourth down call against NC State because it didn't work out. But if you got it, nobody would have complained about it, right? So this ended up working out for the long run. So there's not as much whining about it, but – here was my somewhat issue with the play. I did not have a problem with going for it on fourth. I'm sorry, with kicking it on fourth down to cut the lead to five. I had a problem on third and 11. I think you take a shot there. Cause like we were on, out. we were, yeah, we were on the 19. So I know that Fitzgerald's been hot and cold at times this year, but I don't think that 
moving from the 19 to the 11. I don't think that eight yards made a difference. Like I think he'd have made the field goal from the 19. And so if you, if you know that you're going to kick it either way, now if it had been fourth and a half a yard, maybe he goes for it. But yeah. if you know that you're going to kick it either way, I'd rather you tell Jordan, Hey, throw this beyond the sticks or take off run it. Like get the first down or don't, you know, like we need to get past it. So that's really the only problem I had. And that's a slight issue because yeah. I haven't even rewatched the game to know if, Maybe that was his fourth read. Maybe there so, was nothing down the field. But other than that, I didn't have a problem with the field goal. So that that third down play call led me to believe that Norvell was operating in four down territory, right? Because it, like you said, he didn't go for the sticks. It looked to me like, okay, that's that's Norvell setting up fourth down. And then to kick it, and in the moment, I don't think I was upset, but I, I expected him to go for it because we've seen him be very aggressive this year. And after the game, he came out and said, he's like, listen, I, I believed in this defense to get a stop. And that was huge because any football coach would tell you if they truly believe in their defense, they're taking the field goal there, right? You take the points that that's guaranteed almost Um, not with our kickers generally, but again, this is almost like an extra point. So yeah, you take the guaranteed points if you truly trust that defense and Mike could be lying for all we know, but if he truly trusted that defense, they got that stop. And then what happened next? Uh, Florida State fans will remember for the rest of their lives because this is a, uh, you know, Ricks to Sam type uh, story that we saw. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I also agree with this. And my buddy Matt pointed this out. Um, he said, uh, when if we were down seven, he would have preferred us to go for it, right? Okay. Be, because, because you only need one so score. The two-point conversion is not guaranteed. Yeah. Correct. And so if you get it, if you're down eight and you don't convert on the fourth down, you then have to score and get the two-point conversion. You have no saving grace. Like there's no fallback yeah. plan. If you and your best hope is overtime. Correct. You can't if, win. If you go for it down seven that same stop and you go score and it does go to overtime right but the fact that you would need to convert a fourth down still score a touchdown right which we'd gotten in the red zone and gotten stopped before and get the two-point conversion the right thing to do is to kick the field goal get the three points and now a touchdown wins the game if you're gonna have to you would have to get a stop anyway say we say we go for it on that fourth and Mm -hmm. three convert score a touchdown Get the two-point conversion. It's a tie game. It's 28-28. At best overtime, unless you get the stop. Yeah. And if you don't get a stop there anyway, like, you need a stop either way, right? And so if you have to get it, like, because if you don't get a stop there at the end, they just go down and score and kick a field goal and win it. But if you're counting on a stop one way or the other, take the three points and then go get the touchdown later. Obviously, hindsight's 20-20. It worked out. But you're going to have to have a stop either way. Cause even if you tie it up there at 28, 28, because you go for it, get the two point conversion. If you don't get a stop there at the end, it doesn't matter. It's all a moot point. So he had the confidence in the defense and uh, the defense didn't disappoint at all. You know, came out, got the stop. Miami actually got a first down on the first play, uh, um, a 12 yard pass to Harley. And man, at that point there was under four minutes to go. And I'm thinking, this is not great. This is not great at all. Uh, but Florida State steps up and gets a stop there. A four-yard run by Knighton, a two-yard pass to Harley, and a three-yard pass to Mallory. And they were on their own 46. I want to ask you this, and then we'll talk about that last drive, which obviously was so crucial. Mm-hmm. Well, our last drive. Uh, fourth and one from their own 46? You have to go for it. I think you go for that. You man. have to go for I it understand. there because it's the ball game. I, yeah, I, 
I get that they were on their side of the field, but I don't know if you get one yard, like you'd, you'd run four plays on that drive and you'd gotten 12 yards, four yards, two yards and three yards. We had not, we, we stopped them theoretically yeah. from getting like a big game, but we hadn't stopped them yet. There were no incomplete passes. There were no um, zero yard gains. There was not, there wasn't even a one yard game. They were moving the ball on every play of that drive. Yeah. And so, and their drive before that, they were moving the play, the ball on every single drive yeah. too. That was the that was the touchdown to Rooster. And so, I don't know. We had not been stopping them. Now we had been limiting them, right? Like they didn't yeah. get they weren't running off ten yard runs. But man, just to have to get one yard with how they had been moving the ball in the second half, like I'm a big fan. Now you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If they punt the ball and we don't go score, they say that was the right decision to kick. But if they get that first down, the game's over, man. I I, I really yeah. think that they should have considered going for that. And so I'm I, very happy that they didn't. I'm glad that Manny like played conservatively. He's a defensive coach. He said he did yeah. the same thing that Mike did and saying, I'm going to trust my defense to get this stop. But I think it was wrong. So I think if, they should have gone. If I'm a Miami fan this morning, here's my biggest problem with that. If the game is tied, or if you have a three-point lead or less, I get punting it there because they're one first down away from being in field goal range, right? But with a five-point lead, you know only a touchdown beats you. He essentially, you know, he bet on his defense, but he had the chance with his offense. He he could have said, and to your point, TJ, this might be the, his reasoning. He, he's a defensive-minded head coach. Maybe his pride kind of got in his way a little bit said, no, we can stop them. We can keep them out of the end zone because that's the only thing that beats us, right? They can't kick a field goal. They have to score. So Manny Diaz is probably like, I trust the defense that I'm calling more than I trust Rhett Lashley to get one yard on one play in a game where, if we're being honest, Florida State's defensive line dominated Miami's uh, uh, offensive yeah. line. Like it, it was not close. And I almost feel like if that last drive for Miami – if they just came out, and I know this is where it gets tricky because it's clock management, all that good stuff. If they just ran their normal offense in the second half, they probably win the game. Um, no. But again, you're thinking we got to preserve the clock, or run the clock. We got to run the ball or, or take short, easy passes. We can't have an incompletion that's going to stop the clock. Um, but yeah, if I think if they were running their normal offense that they had run the whole time, which obviously looks really risky in that situation, they might have won the game. But hey, I'm glad everything worked out the way it did. Yeah, no, it, it really was special. And uh, Florida State gets the ball back. Hey, you, I hit the over on my punt and a half that, that didn't get down. <laughs> yeah, we, we all did. <laughs> we all hit that. Um, <laughs> man, you know, sometimes luck is, is kind of on your side. That ball bounced at the 14-yard line on that punt, and there were three defenders. Could have been down at the one. My right goodness. there. And even if it wasn't, like, yeah. so precise to the one, like, probably really should have been down inside the 10 to yeah. be conservative even probably more likely the, 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 um, the inside the five, but you're looking at 90 plus yards at that point. Yeah. And, and the, the game is probably different at that point, Florida state, probably, you know, anything can happen, but probably doesn't find a way to win. Florida state does get lucky. It goes into the end zone. They start the drive on the 20. Thank God. And, uh, first play, man, Jordan Travis finds Ja'Kai Douglas streaking down the right sideline for 59 yards. Somebody brought it up in the spaces that we did last night, but it was so, so similar to that Rashad Green play. Obviously very different. That was a crossing route where he split a couple yeah. of defenders. But I don't know with two minutes and nine seconds left. Now I think Jameis could have done it. I said this last night. I think Jameis could have 
you know, the Rashad yeah. Green play helped, but I think Jameis would have nickeled and dimes down the yeah. field and we'd have been fine. I don't know that we do that last night. I think we needed that big shot play to get us down there in range to do something special. I don't know that we'd have done enough. Uh, you remember the Louisville game where we did drive to the 50, but we just couldn't get over the hump. I know that was with Milton, not Travis. Yeah. Um, with, the, with so little with, time with left. Quit on the play. <laughs> yeah, with so little time left. Um, I don't know that Florida State would have been able to do enough. Um, and yeah. so, thankfully. Huge play. Huge play, yeah. Thankfully, that pass, you know, Ja'Kai Douglas made another big play against Notre Dame. He had the big third down uh, in this yeah, game. touchdown as well. Notre Dame, yeah. And so, man, what a playmaker that, that kid is. <laughs> but uh, huge to get down there to um, first and 10 on Miami's 21. Um, you know, you guys know what happened next. A couple of uh, a one yard run and incompletion tried to go back to Jakai Douglas, a false start. Um, and then that's when I that's when I thought uh, for the next time, I'm like, well, we blew it again. <laughs> like, yeah. we keep getting these chances. Yeah. That Ooh. false start, I'm like, fourth and 14, no way. Nobody thought fourth <laughs> and 14. We have struggled to, um, I mean, not, not, it's just not just us. Like, yeah. third and fourth and long is tough. Like, you just we, don't convert We were three that for 15 often. on the third down yesterday. Yeah, and All then right. you add yards <laughs> to it, it, it becomes yeah. very, very difficult. And so, um, man, you talked about parchment and, and huh. you know, so talk about making up making up for a mistake earlier. You know, I, I don't want to say quit on the route. Norvell said it was a miscommunication, which was – is fine. Like that's, it probably it was, yeah. maybe, you know, but it, the way you're watching and you're looking at, it, um, it looks like he just stopped running and that is what he did. Um, yeah. but, uh, man, I think that, uh, for him to catch that fourth and 14, you know, obviously just such a huge play. Um, in fact, I think let's see how good I am, but, uh, let's see if we can get this up real quick. Um, I think we can uh, – I don't know. This play was just so, so great. Um, no, it, it goes down in Florida State history. It, it, literally 25 years from now, people will be talking about, man, that parchment 4th and 14 from Jordan Travis, that literally is what – he went from going to you know, a relatively unknown player 20 years from now to literally he, – he has stamped – his, well, he's the opposite of he's the opposite of Fortson now, right? We all it, remember Fortson for the wrong exactly. reason. <laughs> well, you, you you can no longer tell the story of the Florida State Miami rivalry without Andrew Parchment, and that's yeah. a big deal. Good for him. Yeah, let's watch it. It was a ton of fun. I don't mind watching it yeah, one more time. I'm good. Let's watch it. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. Travis delivers. Down to the one. What a play. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, putting that little video together. Um, obviously, the uh, ESPN broadcast there. But, uh, man, I'll tell you, and like I said, we're a little bit lucky with the way that the, um, the ball bounced in the uh, end zone. A little bit lucky that he went down there um, on yeah, the one-yard line. Yeah, because they would have had some time. Um, they would have minutes, had a right? little more time. Uh, it was a little under a minute to go there hmm. when when he got that. Um, Miami, you know, Mandy waited a little bit of time. Uh, weirdly, um, there was a you know that that play happened with 58 seconds left. He called a timeout with 46 seconds left. He's not a great game manager at all. Probably why he will lose his job here. Well, uh, he did Jordan it in the Travis, first half too. You saw, you noticed that like at the end of the first Norville half, yeah. kill the clock in the first half. Like Mandy, yeah. Very like, weird. I'm so sad um, he's getting fired. Probably. 
<laughs> I'm sad that we're going to get Mullen fired in two weeks too, but yeah, right. uh, first and goal from the one with 41 seconds left. Um, Jordan Tra- or 46 seconds left. Jordan Travis runs for a gain of no yards and it forces Miami. We didn't, but we didn't lose any yards. That's what I was saying to the guy <laughs> next to me in the box. I just said like, that's fine. I hope we do that again. Just don't lose yardage. Yeah. Oh, I my- really didn't want it to get to a third or fourth yeah. down. Cause like, then it's like, ah, if you do lose yards, you do have false start. You know, but on that first one, I was like, make them use their next time out. And they, they had to, after that first and goal, they used their last time out with 36 seconds left. And at that point you kind of thought like, okay, they get the ball with under 30. Yeah, I feel pretty good about we're it. We're inside the one, right? Like Just it's, don't lose yards. And my, my thought was if, even if we lose, give me four quarterback sneaks right here. Like it, yeah. at that point, you're inside the one. If you can't pick up that on four tries, you, you don't deserve to win the game. Obviously, a false start or something would, would change that. But man, and shout out Jordan Travis, that kid, man. He's he's one of the toughest guys in the world. We didn't even talk about how it looked like he was almost done for the day, uh, running into the Had locker to go room. Into the locker room, yeah. Absolutely, did not look good at all. Like wondering like oh man now we're gonna get blown out (laughs) (laughs) exactly like this is not good we we really struggle to move the ball without him obviously um jordan travis does end up getting into the end zone um florida state takes a lead gets the two-point conversion when they jumped off sides and so had the free play and jordan travis just said like i'm gonna go and do this myself and gets into the end zone um miami you, you mentioned it uh, Florida State takes a three-point lead. Miami does get uh, a completion on fourth and 10 for down to the 44. Um, it looks like Van Dyke kind of knew that rule too because it looked like he was going to not spike it, and then I'm sure he was yelling, spike, yeah. spike, spike. Can't spike it with under three seconds to go. And so the game was effectively over. Not effectively. The game was called over, um, even if it hadn't been. You know, Because I do think he got the spike down with a second to go. Yeah. Um, even if it hadn't been, they, needed a Mary they, they would have needed 56 yards to, uh, and, and this isn't Jacksonville state. So we, I don't think we would have given that. We, we, we so, would have had 11 guys on the goal line and said, all right, let's go. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> bring it on. So, uh, Florida state essentially walks it off, beats Miami 31 to 28. The four year streak is over and, um, we'll be quick. Cause we, we've got some other stuff coming up here. We obviously want to see, um, want to see the game, the basketball game here in a minute, but uh, thoughts on uh, thoughts on the rest of the season. Now look, looking forward, um, you've, you've got, uh, you've got Florida state uh, with Boston college and Florida um, coming down the stretch. Florida looks like an absolute dumpster fire after their game yesterday. Um, thoughts on kind of us finishing up the rest of the year now. So I, I still think it's uh, more likely that we do not make a bowl because you got to win both of them, but both mm-hmm. games are winnable. And uh, if they go up to Boston and win this game this week, I like our chances of knocking off Florida. I, I think Dan Mullen, that I think that experiment is over. I think everybody knows it. They're just waiting for the season to end. When I uh, was at lunch yesterday with my mom, I pulled up my phone and saw Florida losing 42 to 28 in the first half are you kidding me? Like, like my goodness. And then, uh, you know, I pull up the timeline and all the Florida guys I follow, like they're, they're done with him. I do think if Florida state can beat Boston college, <laughs> it's crazy to think about. I think we're going to beat Florida. And I think we could win a bowl game depending on who the matchup is. And all of a sudden you're looking back at a seven and six season with a top 10 recruiting class. No, I agree. Hey, roll for just, 
roll for just a minute. <laughs> yeah, but that's looking at the, the rest of the season as a whole, that's kind of where you're at because we were at what? You know, we 0 and 4. 0 and 4, you if I had said, hey, what if we, you know, end up six and six, win the bowl game and go seven and six? People would have like, no, we need to, uh, uh, you know, admit this guy to a mental asylum or something. But yeah. here we are now with a legit possibility to go bowling, and we have two winnable games right in front of us. Yeah, no, it's pretty absurd. After the 0 4 start, sorry, I had a kid like freaking out, I'm, you know, up from her nap, and who knows where <laughs> anybody is in this house. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, after the 0-4 start, the chance to potentially be able to even think about getting to 6-6 six and six is absurd. Your only two losses, if you could do it, um, being Clemson and NC State, um, it's just, it's just kind of crazy um, that that may be our reality here. Obviously yeah. – you don't want to predict that that's definitely going to happen. Florida State will be an underdog in both games. Um, but they've got a chance, and they've given themselves yeah. a chance, and that's really all you can ask for at this point. Um, I think that they'll have a very good chance to beat Florida. That BC game is is kind of interesting to me. Um, you know, yeah. We'll certainly preview it a little bit more on Thursday and talk kind of through it. Um, BC is a team that scored 17 points uh, just two weeks ago against Virginia Tech. They did put up 41 last night against Georgia Tech. Um, so an offense that can move at times, look a little bit more comfortable with their quarterback back. Um, but uh, it'll be a game that Florida State should have a chance to win. ESPN currently gives them about a 41% chance to win that game. And then I, I think they've got a pretty good shot to go into UF and, and win that one way or the other. So yeah. um, they've kind of left some things out in front of them. But, you know, with the recruits that were there last night, we didn't really touch on recruiting, but with the recruits that were there that, last night, the atmosphere, you got the crowd buy-in, the fan buy-in, the different things like that. I think we're kind of seeing that we're, on the right way back. Hey, we've got just a couple of minutes. I, I, I want to jump to this and then we'll get out of here, but talk a little basketball, talk a little hoops, uh, Richie, before we go. Florida playing here in just a in town on what Wednesday or Thursday night, no, Wednesday night. Yep. And Florida state really, man, Caleb Mills. I don't know if you watched the game, TJ, this guy is for real. He he's kind of, we haven't had a player like him since Tony Douglas in that a point guard who can basically, if he knows you need some buckets, like he's going to go get them. He can find them. And, and this team can shoot. Matthew Cleveland looks every bit as good as advertised. Saw a recent mock draft. He's projected to go 18th overall in the draft next year. And he's played one college basketball game. Uh, Florida's they're a good team. They're a talented team. Mike white can recruit. He just doesn't get much out of them. They beat Elon. They dominated in the first half. Elon kind of made it look a little better in the second half. Um, but Florida was clearly the better team. I do think it'll be a good close game. I think the Vegas line is about right. Right now, Florida State's favored by one and a half after Florida opened at two and a half point favorites. Um, but I, I like Florida State here today. And Leonard Hamilton make it eight straight over Mike White. I think so. Um 
I talked with a few Florida people, and they'd like to win, but I think they think that the same will happen. Obviously, it'll be a close game. It could go either way, but yeah, uh, yeah give me give me the Knolls in this one. Hey, rivalry um, game on the road, one point win, I'm happy. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> give me a point. Give me two points so I can hit this. Bet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's go Knolls. Let's let's have an exciting exciting one there. Hey, we're gonna probably do a Twitter Spaces at some point today. If you're not familiar with that, just go to Twitter. And if you follow either Richie, myself, the Double Fries account, we'll retweet everything from all of them um, where we kind of talk a little bit about the basketball game while it's on and maybe yeah. some things that will happen on, on the recruiting uh, aspect. The, so the, These are 8.5% TJ, so the, this space is, could be fun by the second half of the game. I might have to put Richie on mute <laughs> depending on how, how many more IPAs he has. But I agree with you, Thorin. We're beating Florida in both those. Um, let's go. Both those sports. So let's get it. Um, NFL football today, FSU, UF basketball, man, let's go. Uh, Richie, you got any shout outs or anything? Uh, yeah. Shout out my mom. Today is her birthday. I took her out to lunch yesterday, had a great time. Uh, she is enjoying her retirement and getting ready to spend probably the next few months in, in North Carolina with my sister, who's expecting her second child in a few weeks. So shout out mom. Um, I don't know that I have anything. Shout out my wife who watched my kids so that I could go up to the game yesterday. Um, <laughs> a lot of fun. And uh, I get to do that a, a ton, but it was nice to do that yesterday. So, hey, let's go watch uh, FSU basketball beat UF. Um, hopefully cool. I don't get that revisited by Tia or somebody here shortly. But uh, should be a fun one. Richie, enjoy it. We'll be back uh, in the uh, – thank you, man. We appreciate the love. Uh, we'll be back oh, thanks, on Thursday Dorn. to preview yeah. – the uh, BC game. Hopefully, we'll yeah. have a basketball minute in there after a win we against will. UF. Yes, um, but uh, excited for that, and we will see you guys then. We'll see you on the spaces on Twitter in maybe an hour or so. An hour or so, so. yeah. Let's we'll see what's going on. We'll just fire that up at some point. You'll see it on the top of your timeline if you log into the app. Um, retweet it, and hang out with us. So we'll talk soon. Go Noles. Go Noles, baby.